so you, had you seen this movie before? No, not really. I would say... I mean, you have because this movie's been already been made before. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a longer, too. And what did it add? It added nothing. I couldn't tell you. Like, yeah, the movie, the new movie seems like... Um, yeah, it's so much shot for shot of what the old one is, but somehow it's longer. Crazy. Um, we before I mean, if if this is going to be like a, a possible, mm-hmm. this is all very rough, rough podcast material. But if it is going to no. be one, should we talk about the premise of this at all? Yeah, absolutely. So my understanding of the premise is this is a podcast about polarizing movies, uh, polarizing in relation to what the audience score is on Rotten Tomatoes to what the critic score is on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, one of those movies, and then it, that list that we have is broken up into two sections. It's the critics liking it and the audience hating it and big discrepancies there. And then the other section is the critics hating it, but audiences love it. And that's the premise. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be like broken down further than that. Those are the, those are the variables. And I find all of those variables, like very interesting to talk about. And I think that there's going to be like Mm. running themes between both of those sets of movies and the reasons why something Mm. might, be uh voted in a certain way i think like already i'm predicting my big prediction would be just like blockbusters Mm -hmm. in the audience section of like oh audience likes to go to the movies and like they're not as they're not as discerning filmmaker or like uh uh people of consuming film as like a critic or something and then like on the critic side there's going to be like uh indie movie indie yeah. drama, drama mm-hmm. movies that are right. not going to maybe appeal to as like least common denominator sort of type of like audience uh sort of movie theater popcorn munching go on your phone sort of, sort of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know i i was going to predict the exact same thing um when it comes to this list because yeah we're gonna it's gonna be the uh defending trash or arguing like a a masterpiece out of nothing you know where most people are going to be like i don't get it like why do you like this so much i mean it's just it's probably because it's talking about a very isolated thing or it has a very like unique perspective on something that isn't really shared by most people um potentially the like you can get into like the filmmaking aspect of it as well of like the scope of it, you know, who's directing it, who's starring in it. But yeah, I mean, we're just going to be, it's going to go blockbuster, indie film, blockbuster, indie film. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that'll, those will be the big, big strokes, I think. And I think there will be just cause I, I'm, I made a rough list and there's like, and there's, I was kind of like, we'll get into it as if, if Mm -hmm. we continue to do this and everything, but, um, I was and I was trying to know and those are like the big strokes but then there's all I don't know there's also other things like very political things that that might mm. influence uh, a vote which is interesting in like the troll sense of the term you're just talking about about Q and troll people um, but that's 
a factor that we'll get into later with if we get into other other certain movies. <laughs> Captain Marvel <clears throat> uh, <Right>. is <laughs> is a weird one. Yeah. Like, um, uh, or just like I mean, this or even in this situation, which that we can do a whole fucking series on just all the Disney remakes that are coming out and how people are reacting reacting to them in different ways. And this is a, an example. And there was a couple of the other Disney remakes <laughs> on, on the list. I think that that qualify. And I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm also trying to decide I'm going through all this stuff. I'm sorry, but I was also trying to decide the fucking, um, <laughs> the discrepancy between the percentages, how big we should make it. Cause I should, I should bring it up now on this one. Um, the Lion King Redux. The, the way that I know that this movie hasn't overtaken the original is because when you Google it, uh, the original still comes up as like the default. And that's not the case with every, every like, re sometimes a remake I feel like overtakes it on the Googs. Oh, yeah. Some... So looking, so I'm looking at the list that in the text that you sent me. Did you go beyond this list? Is that what you're talking about? Oh or yeah, did you just... I did. Oh, I did okay. some. I did some research. Oh cool. Okay, so this list that you sent me, because I was going to say, well, I was completely wrong, and I should have just looked at the whole list before, you know, entering into just you know, because it's definitely not big budget indie. It's all big budget movies for the most part. But oh, which is really interesting. And then there's the large discrepancies amongst those. So really we're not going to be talking about any like small indie darlings. It's just going to be critics essentially loving. That's, I mean, that's that's a rough list. This idea was in my mind and then it kind of okay. it kind of like coalesced when I saw this this Reddit infographic image is the, is the origin, really. I mean, that kind of just we've been I've been wanting to do something like this, talking about talking about movies and yep. um, this. What better way to discuss? I mean, like these are the movies, if anything, that have discussed been discussed the most because there's so much division and, and polarization over uh, over these and and. I'm curious about like what the running themes are between like, there's some fucking, there's like, there's such a difference between some of these movies, like to put them in the same categories. It was just so interesting to see like the running, running list of, um, of like, Oh, like this movie is also in the same token as like, okay. Like tree of tree of life is in the same mm. to token as like the remake of shaft. Well, like where else would that would those two be in the same category or like fucking Dogville by Lars von Trier or, and uh, oh my god that guy's a psycho I, yeah we don't have to do that and then and then uh, we might have to meet the and, you know and then meet the Fockers or like Fifty First Dates or I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and the Longest Yard remake those are some Sandlers White Chicks okay here's okay here's the here's the prime example you ready for this one yeah I'm ready. White Chicks and Passion of the Christ are both on this list. Oh, wow. So, and that's, so these are very different movies. <laughs> oh, but so, well, so really, you're just, yeah, a proof of concept. This, this premise is good um, because it, 
it puts into the same category uh vastly different films um polarizing i mean that's kind of the whole thing right is that they're just these are polarizing films that's yeah and i was i don't know what kind of title i would come up with the with a podcast of, of like this but that's generally polarizing movies <laughs> is the, yeah, is the, sure is, is the rough <laughs> rough pitch <laughs> something <laughs> something along <laughs> it's just like oh god is that a, the description or the title or or both um both <laughs> But just, yeah, making that list was just so, so fascinating to me and seeing those two like right next to each other was just like, Mm. well, yeah, you're not, if we we were to continue to do movies like this, you wouldn't be like, oh, we're doing another, another one of those movies because we're doing that category of thing and it's going to feel the same, you know? Sure. Uh, I wonder then, yeah, I mean, there will ultimately be a sameness to this if we do this enough where there's going to be something about these films that are similar. Mm -hmm. And then if we feel like jumping ship on movies, then we just do polarizing music or video games. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Whatever sort of, sort of medium that we go into or TV show. I don't know. Oh my God. It's a whole cottage industry is what you're talking about. You're pitching more of a company than anything. Hey, the more, this is what I'm, farming on the more people okay. disagree on things <laughs> the better this will go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and people are great at disagreeing on, disagree. on things mm-hmm. at this moment in time i mean they've been we've been great about it for a long time but now we got like tabulated quantifiable <laughs> rotten tomato percentage points and you know even even at a point we can even take rotten tomatoes to task for creating this division between us where it's, <laughs> it's like their fault yeah you know? <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah, whatever. But um so I, I yeah, I think we we covered the the general idea of it. But yeah, so I think the... I think if someone were to be like, Oh, should I listen to this podcast? Oh, they talking about white chicks and then passion of the Christ. Of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> right next to each other? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but okay, you ready for so this one I think has a pretty for all the ones I looked at, this one has a pretty big difference. Yeah, so which I could understand. Yeah, I can understand why. Um, it, interestingly, thirty-six. I, again, I should have looked at the list because I would have assumed that the this would be a critic. Oh, for some reason, I thought this would be a critics' love and audiences hate it, but it's the opposite. It's the critics hate it and the audience loved it. And it's really fascinating to me that audiences genuinely love this movie because of the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about that are compl- that are so wrong with this movie. Like, this was a, a hard movie to get through for me. I, I had to do it in three separate settings because oh, I just... Shit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, which There's is, very clear, uh, like, uh, act one, two, acts. three, I guess, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean... Like once you start making the transition from the Timon and Pumbaa into the back half of the movie, there's such a clear, and then also to him getting pushed out of the pride and going and running off to find Timon and Pumbaa again, all of those. Yeah. Just like such clear delineating marks of like, okay, now we're in this part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the issue with this film at all. though. 
is the clear clear acts of the film is not it, not it, a problem with this movie there are many problems with this movie and so much of it has to do for me with the um the way that it looks I would say is the biggest gripe that I have if I were to like uh, boil it down into one one thing that I hate the most about this movie. I'm sorry to be strong about it, but man, it was just there were things that were just generally upsetting, um, not genuinely upsetting, and um, a lot of them stem from the way that the movie looked of how uh, it was very oppressive because it was void of a lot of emotion. And so it was like looking at a brick building. It's looking like I, <laughs> they just talked about this on Doughboys, but like this, um, you know, the FBI building and that um, type of architecture where it is like just brutalist. this br brutalist. Yeah. Like the new Lion King in my mind was a brutalist film. Mm. It just was a sheer exercise in uh, technical capability and completely it didn't, the heart of the movie was just uh, near dead <laughs> near flatlining because there there were certain shining moments of the movie and um i'll get to that later but yeah that's that's my general take on it um i'm curious as to what you like just hot take uh, like overall before we get into the plot and whatnot how did you feel about it i mean this might surprise you a bit, but I generally enjoyed the movie. I had I had a good good time with this movie. I feel I feel like I might be if I had to side with one or the other, I might be more on the audience side of this. And all it's, it's, this is this is like the the just the funny thing about this. I realize all my points are going to be so subjective, and that's just I mean the nature of, of a movie and That's art the, and, and yeah. all, all that, all that stuff. Sure. But the, the feelings that I, that come up when I watch this movie um, are all, they all hit the same. I feel like as they would the original movie, uh, save for, save for the Timon and Pumbaa part. If we go through it, well, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not huge on the Timon and Pumbaa part, but what? Also, That's the <laughs> I don't it's know. So crazy to me. That's but my favorite part. Of but it, okay, but it's for the same. It's for the exact points that you're talking about. Those are the points that they're supposed to be like really funny and like expressive and and joking. And I just don't feel like I don't know. Pumbaa's Pumbaa's just kind of like it's it serves the nature of being um except almost excessively like. Uh, realistic realistic with with the animals and and mm -hmm. everything like that but that is a huge thing that i like about it and i would okay so, so like shocking yeah i know, <laughs> so, I, know. I am shook right now i know i'm gonna i'm gonna okay. i want to explain myself though okay because they did not add because i i still all the criticisms I know are there and I have the same criticisms and I don't think it's like I'm right where the audience is. I'm still probably a little bit lower, but like there are things that I was like, okay, if you're going to fucking remake Lion King, like what are, what are you going to do differently? Or like, what are you going to add? The whole uh, pretext to this movie is just John Favreau doing jungle book 
a movie that, and this is okay. And this, maybe this will get into my whole thing, thing about it, whatever. But like he did jungle, yeah, he, he did jungle book. And like, yeah. I, I fuck, I don't even remember that much about it, but I remember, you know, there was a human in it. So maybe that added a little human animal one-on-one action that maybe helped it a bit. But I think the main thing with that movie is jungle book is a little bit more of an old school forgotten gem that, uh, not forgotten, but just like not as recent in the Disney canon that it doesn't have the same as much Disney sensibilities as like the modern day Disney kind of has. And, um, so when he redid that movie, I feel like he, when he added like different things and he, and he added the animals, I don't know. I feel like I, maybe that one's polarizing too, but like I feel like people were more on board for that. And then Disney was just like, easy Mm -hmm. send them the check have them do lion king exact same way easiest decision that they ever made they probably i don't know they probably did it in a fucking email after like jungle book jungle book happened or something of just like just just have john favreau do the lion king in the exact same way and all the same effects he has all the same Mm -hmm. equipment and everything to do that and and he did but when i think about it like what are they going to do differently what are they going to add I still argue they didn't add enough to make it like, yeah, like completely like worthwhile, like story wise or anything. I think they could have done some things differently that maybe I'll get into as, as well. But I think the main point I'm driving at is they wanted to add these realistic animals. They wanted to have it like be ecologically like something that was, uh, um, like a setting to be at. I felt like, the ambiance of being in this movie really set me at in a good place. And I felt like I was like at ease watching it. It was very meditative. All the sound design I thought was like amazing. I thought the little, the little snippets between everything I thought was like the main stuff that they added. And I know it's not much and it's not arguing a movie is great just because, you know, they have these little things, but the little mouse going, you know, through like running around and, and, uh, and like running through the puddle or whatever, like, and at the beginning and then the hair coming through and Rafiki grabbing Simba's hair and and stuff like that. And going through that whole process and seeing all the different animals and their behaviors, like how the cat, how the lions kind of rub up against each other and how like their behaviors are kind of on display and like all those things just, um, in a way felt like, Oh, like all those like cool, like looking dinosaur documentaries that I would have liked to watch growing up that looked like just shitty graphics or something like that. There was like a cool dinosaur documentary that had like these kind of graphics or these kind of like CGI sort of stuff. That would be great. I guess that's basically Jurassic park, but (laughs) I just had like such a great time being in the world and having like, the being on like a safari i felt like (laughs) and i remember seeing this in movie theaters and this will maybe like just get us if we do want to go through the plot the beginning of this movie like gets i just got so fucking jacked like uh sitting in that movie theater and having you know and it's obvious it's it, it gets to the the heart of us all and everything um but my last point real quick before if you want to get into that was just like yeah i just like i don't have i don't hold these as precious to me like the original like i just i don't know like i watched the original i, I liked it and it was cool and everything i just it's not some oh why are you remaking liking well like i don't know like go ahead and remake it like i'll i'll watch it it sounds that sounds cool it's like 
it's it's got modern day sort of sort of uh qualities to it but it's it's copy and paste the same story i I understand that and it's like artistically bankrupt in in that sense for like a lot of a lot of reasons but like as far as like going on the ride of going to the movie theater and, and seeing this like i had such a great time being in the world and have that uh nature experience of like watching like a good episode of planet earth or something like that's that's how it right. like a really good <laughs> episode of Meerkat Manor. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm on oh, oh, holy. Oh. I just got to say this movie fucking is for you. Like if that's the if these are the yeah. takeaways, mm-hmm. these are the things that you enjoyed about it, this movie fucking nailed it then because yeah. like I uh, totally get where you're coming from in liking those things because I do like I don't like them, I would say, as much as you, but I do enjoy, like, nature documentaries, and I do understand when you mention them being meditative and soothing, you love being in the world, that kind of stuff. I totally get that. And I guess this movie, yeah, really excels at, at the, if that's what you were if like, or that's what you kind of wanted to see more of, is, like, the animal nature of it all you know because yes this is a story where talking it's all talking animals so i mean if you're (laughs) if you're if you like animals um you know and want to see more of how that would be a more realistic like how they would them acting realistic to each species but then those species interacting together because i guess typically they're not going to obviously be interacting in song and dance and things like that but it's a weird to bring in some of the naturalistic elements into those into those things to and see how that plays out um that is so incredible because like i what i would say is the what makes me really what i really enjoyed about the the original movie and what I was hoping for and what I'm going to critique this movie on is that there is a story about a son who um, is tries to grow up too quickly, gets burned in that process and then has to find out, like really find the strength within himself to overcome uh, the fears that he has and like actualize his purpose in life. And that part of it was like just very devoid of emotion. I would, and then arguably, you know, that being, you know, another thing that I just really was a miss for me. And that contributes to, like I said before, the like, I, the movie because it is photorealistic is to me so devoid of emotion. Yeah. And these, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah these interactions that these animals have they just are bl- blankly staring at yeah. each other mm-hmm. like they're actual animals where you're just like no you're right man and like i i think <laughs> this movie excels when it's like the wider shots are like wide shot like, totally like the, you know you, you see all the animals like at the rock and all that's like all those mm. sort of things but yeah there's oh yeah man like i i i get it i agree with you and like the humor humor the humor oh okay well let's okay let's let's start the plot of the movie so is that how you want to go through it you want to go through the plot yeah we'll like roughly do it i mean everybody you know knows the story we know this story we don't need to get into too much of the points as we go along yeah that could be good yeah 
Um, because uh, yeah, I would just the points that I would make about the, that pertain to the plot are going to be interactions where like it's characters meeting each other and then or there are certain dial like you know critical dialogue points, but yeah, so just so opening a up, ten out of ten, <laughs> ten out of ten. Uh, so See, I mean, are you already opening, are you already over it by that point? You're just kind of like no, I'm not. You're, no, you're, okay. no, I'm not. Let me know okay. when it drops off. I I, w- I know exactly <laughs> when it drops off. I I made a mental note of it, and it it, it I, because the opening shot for shot is great. The music is essentially the it's same shot song. For shot, yeah. Um, except the singer of the this version is, was the main Broadway singer for it. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. Yeah. See, so she Broadway version just have them do a live action. It's, I know people people call this live action too. That's the, that's the funny part. Well, they went on they went on this PR thing. It's photorealistic, is right. how Disney would like it to be described, and that's the term terminology that they use in their press about it is photorealistic. Because yeah, there's te- technically none of the background is real as well. It's not a, a situation where okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And none of the but that's the stuff that yeah, none of that movie is close, real. You know. I, <laughs> Nothing I'm, in the I'm movie. kind of fooled at some of the backgrounds. I mean, you, it just, yeah, but then it just looks like a fucking awesome screensaver or something like, oh that. yeah, it's, it's, it's just, uh, everything's from a, from afar, but you know, like the water effects and all that stuff, whatever. Yeah. Everything's yeah. Perfectly manicured as well. And um, just, you know, there's like a little bit of order in the placement of gradients of like Hill, you know, like uh, every cave looks very scary and, you know, and all of that stuff. And there's just, um, yeah, a certain, uh, the jungle as well. Um, but yeah, so the, I'm on board with the shot for shot stuff. Um, beginning the song was good. Um, yeah, and then it gets into the the Mufasa Simba stuff right off the bat, right? It goes Yeah, and uh I think is yeah, is after the song, right? Mhm. And I don't know, he like meets meets Scar and uh John Oliver as a bird. <laughs> he makes an excellent bird person. <laughs> I love yeah, John Oliver was a delight in that movie. And I think the bird, because of just the, the nature of it being wide eyed and frantic. And that's just like the natural operating setting of, of a bird is to just be very uh, frantic. And um, yeah, I don't know that worked. And that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot, but yeah, he takes, uh, he takes him on that big rock, I think. And, talks about the circle of life and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And he's a, he's a strong willed kid and everything. And, um, got James Earl Jones as Mufasa still. Uh, yeah, that's, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, did that wonder why they place did. at all to you? I mean, it's, yeah. fu- it's fucking Mufasa. Like it is James. He is James. James Earl Jones mm-hmm. is Mufasa. I don't know. There was something, and this just, I think goes to your point where like the ex- non-expressive quality of, of uh, the animals was just hard to like pair the voice to the animal in, in certain, certain ways. It's all the close up stuff. It's just, a, it doesn't, doesn't come, a, come across. And um, 
when there's music being like the the opening song, there's like, I think maybe three points in the movie where there's music playing. That's not, um, that they're not singing that, you know, it's like the opening song. There's like the Beyonce song. Um, and I think there's, Oh, I mean, I guess they sing. Can you feel the love tonight? Cause that's, I mean, fucking we'll get to well, Donald Glover and Beyonce singing that song. is pretty great, but yeah, it's, they talk and then you meet scar. Um, Put it in the chat. Look, so here is where we're at in the film, but um, in this new film, and here's a shot during that time in the old film. Look how expressive these <laughs> two animals are. It is like shockingly different than the than this new version. Yeah. Like this, these both of these characters have like their characters. They have mm -hmm. so much energy about them, mm -hmm. and. All, you know, you start getting set into this film where you don't understand. There isn't a look on Mufasa's face of frustration, love, uh, you know, just hope and uh, like this earnest, this funness to him as well. Like that whole scene too, where he, um, they're walking along with John Oliver. Um, oh fuck. What's his, what's the bird? Zazu. 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 Yeah. Zazu. And then, uh, it's that scene where Mufasa tells, or they're ignoring Zazu. And then he tells, um, Simba to like, to tackle him and do that whole thing. Mm-hmm. When it's just two lion, like actual lions, there isn't the exchange in looks is non-existent. They're not looking at each other like, oh, look at him. He's going to go get him. Okay, look at me. You're going to go do this thing. Like, hey, huddle up. We're going to have this moment. And, you know, we're going to scheme together because, you know, that's a fun thing to do. There's no that. It's just said. It's, hey, do this thing. Okay, I'm gonna do this, and they tr they you know they're trying to sell it, but the I think something that I I don't know you're kind of alluding to is the weirdness about the James Earl Jones thing is that his voice sounds really really old. I found I, I feel sacrilegious saying that or like it's blasphemy or something, but I I don't I'm not sure. I think maybe it's it's not his fault, but just just it's hard to embody that that voice. Yeah, maybe he feels old. He doesn't feel like. Uh, in his prime still, king, you know, or, or something exactly like, like a wise sage of the land or something like that or whatever. But uh -huh. if you have James Earl Jones, you got to do it. I'm not complaining, but I was just, I don't know. It, well, uh, but a question I, 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 I would push back and say, well, he was already Mufasa. So why not just yeah. use that? And then you bring back <laughs> Jeremy Irons, right? Wasn't he? Cause he was scar. Who's who's scar now? Um, I can't oh, remember. She, the uh, I, I can't pronounce his name. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. Try. But yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, but Scars I mean, even with like great, great voice acting, it's hard to really like express it in that in that form. And I, I totally get that, man. Like the thing that I was just. Just laughing, hysteric, kind of hysterically, at like this part where was it? Uh, I just the end of I just can't wait to be king where um, they're like running around the water hole and stuff. And um and then they run up to the camera and there's this big crescendo. And then they're like, they do the big tableau, the big, the big uh, pose and, and hit that big note, you know, where someone like you really see someone's expression and their passion for like that hitting that just can't wait to be king, you know? And, but they're just, yeah. like, 
Exactly. They're dead, dead behind the eyes. And they're just like nothing like to, I, I don't know. You can't, they just went full committed to, to real. Yeah. Like the photo, photo realism. They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't stretch. They didn't do like a OG Sonic, the hedgehog where it was like, Oh my God, it got fucking mixed between realistic and cartoon. And you guys couldn't decide <laughs> between, you know, and then they made Sonic more of a cartoon, but I'm trying to think if like, yeah, if they made it more, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, they can make it like son- sonic out and kind of <laughs> like expressive, like the, the cartoon that before, but I don't know. I, I see all your, I see all your points, but there's just something that like, I'm trying to think of like how else you would do it. I guess that would, you just make it more cartoony, but then people would have the same complaints. It's just the, I think the main complaint is like, why fucking do it at all? You don't need to do it. The <laughs> thing's like perfect as it is. Like you don't need to remake it. And I, yeah, I mean, I totally get that as well, but I'm just so like, I'm resigned to just like, they're going through number by number. Disney's just going through every single one of their things and remaking every, every single thing. So it's just like, Oh, we're just going to go reminder ourselves of, of this, movie again and and have the little nostalgia trip but um i was just like down to see kind of like an updated take on it this i don't know almost i was just you just talked about the musical on broadway or something just like another another version of it whatever it's and it's just like a a story that's being told again and whatever fucking hamlet (laughs) like it's just being being told again oh look at that so this is like a artist telling on it yeah that's that looks like way more like Scar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just there's so much more going on in that in that face. Yeah. You know, you're making the eyes bigger. You're adding more of the eyebrows, like the the Rafiki thing too. Oh, it would just be. These are things that they could have done. Yeah, Scar did. Yeah, man, Scar, that Scar just made that, that just made me realize how iconic kind of that black mane is. Oh, even totally. having like the black mane would have just been so much more identifiable. Like I, yeah, I, Scar- I, I liked all the bruises and scars and stuff, but they really were so like, no, well, he wouldn't have a black mane because that's not this type of savanna lion or, or whatever mm-hmm. this, this type of thing. And yeah. Yep. To your point. And it's like, yeah. I, and, but I think I would completely agree with that point on Pumbaa. I don't know. Like I, I see Pumbaa. I was like, yep, that's a fucking warthog. I know like that's a, that's a photorealistic warthog. That's what they look like. But it just doesn't serve like a comedic character. And the meerkat a little bit more. Meerkat, no, it meer, doesn't. Meerkats are funny. You know, they, they got kind of like yes. expressive yeah. eyes and stuff. And Billy Actor, I mean, come on. He pretty much sounds like that fucking like, what is it like a honey badger down care, you know, <laughs> like it just kind of, it sounded wow. like that. And that, that was, that was fine. He's like Nathan Lane nasally and, and stuff like that, like that. But it, that just the humor, man, like, and I, to an overarching statement on like a lot of humor, <laughs> like comic relief and movies, I don't know, Disney, Disney for sure. But just like, it just, it's when there's, forced kind of just comic humor i'm trying i feel like the first time i saw in theaters i was like oh john oliver then like when he does like it's the news you know yeah mm-hmm. like the first time i saw it, i was like oh but you just like inside i just felt like 
dying a little bit. I was <laughs> just like rolling my eyes so hard towards like the some of that stuff and 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 taking the time to do these like modern riffs of like what was or if I can quote the movie Puma and this makes it just more into the modern sense of it. I was trying to find the differences, like trying to trying to like I haven't watched I didn't watch the original to prepare mm-hmm. or whatever, but like it's just trying to spot the differences. There is a line where Puma says, You do you, Samba. You do you. <laughs> and it's like that that was just like fully represented like the them trying to just like place these things in. But that was also in the middle of like that conversation by the we're just jumping all over, I guess, but by the anthill where they're just kind of like they're talking and, and riffing about the I, I liked the circle versus the line thing. Oh my god, hilarious. I thought yeah, that was I, I thought that was great. Oh. And then they're coming back and like, oh the line's bending a bit, you know, and like I thought that whole metaphor and the philosophical talks that they had and the whole idea of Akuna Matata and how like it uh contradicts a lot of the things that like they they're very caring individuals and you you can't really be a caring, empathetic individual if you know you don't give a fuck and only care about mm-hmm. yourself, Akuna Matata sort of style or whatever. And seeing them come to come to terms with that, I thought fit really well in a movie that is kind of about I don't know, like <laughs> how to build a kingdom, <laughs> society, and and politics, and all these all these kind of undercurrents that are on display for. Um, for kids and, and, and everything in, in a way that's Shakespearean and as well as like pal- palatable and, and funny and everything. But I'm, I'm going off, off track, but I just, the, those, those expressions, I guess, I, I guess is what we're kind of, kind of circling mm-hmm. around, but I guess, so we, we've kind of gone, gone through some, some of the stuff for Rafiki looked cool. Um, but uh you know there's what do you what did you think of the of Mufasa dying that whole scene um, it just i mean it's all shot for shot right yeah yeah i think well there's a very iconic stuff in there um you know the slow mo of him um falling off the cliff there was also the scar putting his paws on top of it and then like really kind of like digging in and pushing him off um but scar is such a huge issue um you know in this film because he's just it's not that he's boring i mean and i'm i'm not going to beat the dead horse it should now just go without saying as i comment on these things that it's there's so little emotion being like projected outwards from these characters um but is something that i really notice now in a hard in such a large contrast between the original and this one is is that how much it really makes a difference for me that scar was kind of this he had this attitude he had this very like, well, I yeah, like yeah. this, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm not gonna do that, mm-hmm. and that kind of like, I, I I don't know what you call it. It's no, maybe it's flamboyant for lack of a better term, but um, that adds something really kind of pivotal to how you can like 
like the bad guy a little bit. Yeah, because he's you have fun. So, with him. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, he's fun. You have fun with it. yeah. And this performance was not fun. It was very cold, hard, mm. like heartless. Like I'm going to try to be the leader here, as in a lot, you know, to the death of me. And that again, brutalist. You know, this film just gives it to you where it's like this is a conniving piece of shit that is just power hungry and willing to fuck over anybody and everybody to get to the top. And in the original film, you just you I took it as like. Mufasa was like, you know, everybody liked him. I wish people would like me. I'm going to just, you know, try to get it. You know, I'm going to get rid of him. So maybe <laughs> people will like me instead. And like that, it just almost had a pettiness to it. So it really load the like. The insidious nature behind mm -hmm. Scar, because this is a fucking kids movie. Like, I just I don't know how. When you get this realistic, to me, it just seems like you're really projecting a fundamental like aspect of nature, which is it is brutal. It is cold hearted. It is doggy dog out there. Like, yes, there are uh, there are animals that, you know, are in packs, but it is all like almost biological like we need to yeah. be in these numbers because if we're not we're going to die a and lot of stuff about being downwind a lot of stuff about <laughs> farts which well just down, stuff, just the word downwind yeah. was used so many times of like make sure you're down don't oh don't be downwind or when you're when you're hunting like yeah mm -hmm. it was, i don't know that was there i don't know if the word downwind was used once in the original so <laughs> i heard heard it so much well, it was sung in the in Puma talking about how he just yeah. like started not giving a shit. <laughs> Where he's like, "Yeah, I farted and everybody hated me, but then I just changed my perspective." And I'm like, "You know what? Fuck them!" And you know what? Fuck it all. That little baby Puma was that was cute, the, and a little the, like Wima Wep with all the all the animals. Oh, uh, I love that. And Billy Eichner, man, what a voice. He oh, just, yeah. I, you know, Nathan and Seth Lane Rogen, is, what a, what a terrible music singing terrible voice. Terrible <laughs> singing voice. Man, they really fucked him on that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just, I, I, cause you could have gotten somebody else and it's Seth Rogen was funny when he was talking, but mm. I mean, it's not like it's, I don't know. The jokes aren't, they're so broad that you could get somebody that is not Seth Rogen. Like Seth Rogen, I feel like is really good if you were doing pretty like heady stuff and succeeding at that. Cause he's just a really smart guy that understands weird humor. Mm -hmm. But since this is such a broad performance of like, we're just having fun, you know, and then we're going to sing a song and then we're going to have fun. Then there's going to be this conflict. Like, I think you could have got somebody else for that to that potentially I could sing a little bit better because it, it was kind of shocking where, you know, Billy Eichner is just so much better <laughs> than Seth yeah. Rogen that it's noticeable how bad Seth Rogen is at singing. That's yeah. And that's such a, so they're all huge songs. And that's, I mean, then watching this movie, I remember the first time thinking, I'm just like, man, every single one of these songs are, are great and, and memorable. And, um, 
just I don't just stick with you. And when Hakuna Matata comes up, it's just like that to me was as a child with this movie was my favorite. And just growing up was just like mm. just happiness and just like you just sing it, just going about your day. I don't know. It's just like and just like non to me as a kid it was just like, oh, it's a nonsense word. You can just like mm-hmm. say this, say this nonsense word and just kind of like sing it, sing it and uh, run around and say almost like zippity doodah or whatever. What a wonderful day. And just kind of like makes you feel, feel, <laughs> feel Good. happy, feel happy. Instead. Yeah. yeah. It's um, a silly word and it's a, you know, and it's a silly song. There's just, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had in that song. It's a great musical number. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I think his voice was fine. Yeah. It was like, his, and he, they captured his like very, um, uh, very, very just natural laugh, or you know, like that, whatever the Seth Rogen laugh they captured in a way that that didn't feel forced, really. And seeing that warthog kind of like hack up, hack it up and stuff was that was like that actually. Where I don't know, it sounds like he's he's got like a nasal issue or something, like a warthog. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. that, that kind of worked. Um, but yeah, hearing him sing was 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 a little rough, but. Uh, it just came to mind, you know, because that song, um, and most of the songs in this, uh, there is a huge thing that was lacking for me. And that was like the vaudevillian kind of, uh, nature of the original one where there would be like the lion. Oh, okay. Let me start where I, like all the bugs. Oh, well, like jumping on stuff mm-hmm. and like the the thing that animals couldn't normally do and um the first time that i noticed this and this is where i fell off for me and i'm like man i don't like this movie is how underwhelming uh i just can't wait to be king is because in the <laughs> original one there are scenes where there's like animals that are creating kaleidoscopes in like water they're like jumping and squirting like water and they did that giraffe shot that giraffe shot for sure was in the where like they run through all the giraffes Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah i know what you're talking about and so yeah like that stuff is silly to the point where those animals are like morphing to fit this comedic thing and um yeah, I just this movie doesn't have that because it's so committed to the nature documentary aspect of it where, you know, it's not like in Jungle Book where Baloo is doing silly stuff. I mean, there is at least that. It's very, very brief in those movies where there is like Baloo is really the only per- the only animal that has like kind of silly movements that aren't typical of like the um you know what the animal would actually like move around and you know be laying down doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um this movie has none of that but there yeah there just wasn't i yeah there was everyone loved that one there was no adverse really reaction to i felt like and then lion king people it seemed like the majority of people were just like who who cares and um why is it necessary and i feel like that's kind of just the sentiment for a lot of the disney remakes but i there's what's i don't know what's 
they're all pretty forgettable. I'm trying to, if they, if they took a little bit, I'm trying to think if what the ideal path would be. I know I've already ex- expressed this before. It's like, do you deviate and, and make it different? It's how, but you just can't, cause how different can you make it? All the songs are all throughout the movie. They all lead up to them in, in very concise ways, the very concise, like act one, two, three structure. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. And it, it, it's further kind of, I can see why it's further pointless to people. I, I think I was touching on that point where it's just like, they, they stepped into the modern age of Disney making that Lion King movie had like modern age sensibilities of like, of, of the, where Disney kind of like was, was going to and jungle book was, was further back. So there was a lot to change and, and add or whatever you can like fuck with the songs, but really make it modern with this. It, it felt so close that it just felt less necessary. Um, whilst I enjoyed the, you know, the, the nature stuff and being in the world and, I feel like there's there's parts where like I could just turn off the dialogue and just watch it and and have like the the nature sounds and could kind of do stuff around mm-hmm. the house or whatever. But I I don't want to I don't want to do this too much with stuff like oh like what the movie should be, but I feel more like liberty to do it when it's the Lion King and it's like oh you're going to go do it and you and people a lot of people's complaints is like oh it's like shot for shot remake and like okay well what would you do do differently? And the thing that I thought that they were touching on and and considering and trying to find a way to do it, but never successfully did was wait, was make Nala more of a part of this movie and more a part of the story and more like agency agency, like doing, doing something within, within the story I realized. And I thought about it. It's like, Oh, well it's a two hour movie. They really didn't add too much besides like, a mouse running around and like these little long shots of like the nature and, and setting stuff like that up. So if they or wanted to add more, but like, I don't know, just something where it was like, it would go back to Nala when, when like Simba mm-hmm. and Timon and Pumbaa, like Nala, I know that's how the original was, but just like Nala just kind of shows up and is hunting Timon and Pumbaa and stuff. And then they, they have that like little fight or whatever. And she pins them. Um, but if there and was some, if, if, if there was something where she was kind of like, fucking like i don't know just trying to work within the hyenas sort of faction and trying to like create some sort of like resistance movement within it with like the other lionesses of of some kind like i understand it's like i and then it got me thinking it's like oh they're, yeah they're probably trying to portray more of like whatever what do you mean like monarchy or like sort of sort of like just ancient sort of like yeah and just women women within the the royalty just don't have have agency or say so whatever that's just like part of like uh you know it caters to maybe the shakespearean sort of like storytelling in in it and everything but the pro- i don't know i just i felt like they wanted to but they didn't because there was like there was moments mm-hmm. where like especially like and because it's fucking beyonce first of all like you why not like sure. but also like what there was this line where he like gets i think it's when he gets back and it's all desperate uh, mm-hmm. decimated whatever and he's like oh man all this all this shit's happened and all this everything it's like what what can i do i'm just one li-. he's like I, I, what can i do just by myself it's like it's just me and, and then nala comes up and it's like whoa you got me too you know and she comes and she's like she's standing there's like i'll i'll help you too and to, I, 
I don't know. It just felt like such a moment of like strong Nala. They were trying to show like Nala's strong. She's going to help and, and everything. But it just came across to me of like a missed opportunity to like, she would have done that beforehand before done something beforehand before Simba came back or something. And that, that was just such a missed opportunity for, for that character. And in my mind, but it's like, you're our, okay. Like, I th- just think they set parameters. Like we're doing realistic. We're, we're going to not fuck with the, the mojo and have people write like they're already going to write about it already. So it's like, just do the story, have the songs and like have people enjoy the ride, which I did, but uh, <laughs> like just that, not, I don't know. I, I wanted Nala to, to kind of like, she, you know, she, she has the agency of like, fuck you Simba. Like you're not going to do it. Like you're kind of matadaing out of here. Now I'm going to go back and, you know, and then he, he chases her, which is all in line with it and everything. But just like, even it was just like a little something of kind of like, we got to do something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here it is. Like, we got to do something, mom. Like we can't like the hyena's scar, like, oh, he'll kill us. And then she goes and escapes to like specifically find help or find Simba. Like, instead of just like, she's like hunting or something, whatever. Like she just yeah. like stumbles and even if it was just one scene of just kind of like i gotta go find help somewhere don't do it nala and then she goes and that you know whatever she's trying to get help and she's trying to like do something but that's man whatever that's just no i mean honestly man that's a really good point to bring up because the movie does lack this and in 2021 for the female lead of the movie to stumble into a solving the problem instead of like having direction within herself to go figure out a problem and then i mean i guess she was helping out her pride by hunting because their food food was being like rationed or being controlled by the hyenas but there's really not any of that being there isn't her talking about the drive to overcome the adversity of this oppression that's happening back home it's like oh shit you're here well you should i mean you should go do the thing that you know you should go fulfill your destiny i'll just you know i would love to watch you do it <laughs> and for for them to write a female lead like that it just is so fucking stupid it's a it's it doesn't make sense to me at all because you know how to do that you've written strong female characters that have a sense of agency and um and just the whole little like rivalry with her and the other hyena i don't know the hyenas were so forgettable i guess it is what it is but just like she had to have like the rivalry with the other other girl hyena which i I mean i guess that was like a huge character whoopi whoopi goldberg's character but yeah super forgettable man like they had one bit of like the dude like like the one is it was it eric andre or something that's what it sounded like to me I don't know Something who like it was. Keegan Michael Key, yeah, was, was Eric Key. Andre and Key Keegan, Keegan yeah. yeah. But that was just the whole bit. Was he just like he was standing too close to him and like too close, yeah. That was like it was kind of funny the first time, and then they did it like two more times, and it was just like okay, <laughs> right? and then yeah, and then the you know Whoopi Goldberg while still being the leader, she still like was a hyena. I don't know that the evil evil woman hyena was like i mean pretty much the same complaint i'd you you were saying about scar you know where it was just kind of like so cold and calculated that like 
Whoopi Goldberg, so you know, cool. is, is just a little. I little, missed Whoopi. Will you guys like shut the fuck and like let me do my do my thing here and kind of just like bashing them around and everything? But I didn't. Oh, didn't yeah. Even get really, any any of that, and like even the Eric Andre one looked pretty doofy. Like he was kind of bigger and looked kind of kind of dumb because hyenas kind of like naturally just I don't know, kind of have like the the scavenger little sort of sort of um, look of of them. That's that's whatever sort of. <laughs> shady and weird and and uh they're laughing and they they should be like easy to laugh at and to to make jokes about everything but yeah that was the one joke that they decided to to do is the guy the one hyena like to stand too close to the other one look at look at these hyenas look how much (laughs) again there's so much going on that is yeah I don't, it just, now it's starting to make me upset a little bit just looking <laughs> at this because it's just, these, it's so much funnier, there's so much more uniqueness to them, it's just all of it is gray and everybody looks the same, and it's, yeah, I just, it, kind of to move away and conclude this, the discussion of this film, I guess we could... I don't know. I guess we should probably talk about why we think people loved him, maybe. But I mean, I'll just say somewhat of a summation here. I don't understand why Disney can't continue to push for the same, like, inherent qualities of the previous animated films and why that can't be brought into an updated uh, medium like using computers to uh, create CG images. I watch Pixar movies, you know, and see that there is, you can make textures look incredibly real, but still maintain cartoon sizing elements, shapes, whatever of the, um, of your characters, of your, uh, just subjects in the film. And I don't understand why there is like, who is, I, I'll probably never find out who exactly, maybe later. And I'll circle back on this of like, who thinks that that's what people want. People are, audiences are looking for hype, like they want things to be more real. That's, that's what everybody's wanting. Mm. I want more real. Mm. <laughs> and I, that to me seems like a misreading of some tea leaves because people, I don't think want that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, they don't, I'm going to assert that they just, you know, maybe they do want that in certain things, but they're not, that's not why you're watching Disney movies is to get these, you know, these depictions of reality that are so, you know, so grounded, like, and yeah, you just, that's not why you want want to watch a Disney movie. You want to watch a Disney movie because of the fantastical elements of this of you know this the stories and the characters and i think that the technology and the way that it's portrayed and the way that it's shot the way that it's made should highlight creativity and fun 
that can be had in the freedom of creating things now in a computer to like, I mean, you can go anywhere and do anything. And we've chosen to just make photorealistic animals. Yeah. Of something that's already been made. Yeah. The, I can I go watch point. it. I can go watch a documentary and now, yeah, they're, they're, they're shooting them in 8K. Like, I'll go watch a documentary. Like, I, what I fucking want is I want a goddamn, like, magical movie about talking animals that, <laughs> are, that focus more so on the, the heart of what's going on rather than how... <laughs> How accurately can we portray animals in situations? Like, you can't be going into, like, Frozen and being like, we need to make, you know, we need to make these characters as, like, as realistic as possible. Fucking, like, Lady in the Tramp. I didn't even watch that one, but that didn't, that doesn't look appealing to me just seeing, like, photorealistic CGI dogs hanging out. Like, oh, yeah, I want to see those goofy, like, cartoon dogs if I'm going to watch it, you know? Yeah, and just, yeah. Uh, it's They're not doing themselves any favors by thinking that this is the move to do it. I just, uh, coming out of it, too, and my last thing is, is I just feel like The Lion King is just this uh, this exercise in in might and power, and it is more of a mass masturbatory effort <laughs> in saying we have the technology let's we're gonna do it just because you know because we can and yeah that's really what are, it was right that's really we made just this like oh we did jungle book yeah we're gonna do that next yeah and so it doesn't do this movie any yeah it didn't do this the what was good about the original film was not really highlighted at all in this new movie the only thing that was highlighted is the improvement in technology and it's unfortunate that this movie you know chose to value the technology more than the storytelling elements of it and the characters of it yeah so for for me um i'm going to side with uh the critics on this one yeah I think this is a big, big stinker. And um, yeah, I would give it a rotten tomato. Yeah. Like I was, I was honestly surprised that uh, this fit the bill a little bit. Cause I, I felt like I heard from anyone who saw it that was like, what's the point? I don't really care. The original is better. I didn't really care for it. And then I saw the audience score was 88%. And the what was the the um critic score was what 44 um no 52 i don't know what i said 88 and 52 but i i honestly thought the audience score was going to be low too i was surprised like that that people enjoyed it i think uh i think that was very calculated of them to to stick to the the script as much as they did and I don't know much about it. I thought I heard some controversy about the original, like people that worked on the movie, not getting like any sort of credit or, uh, or recognition or, or whatever for, um, for this upcoming movie. I, I can't really, I guess I shouldn't really speak uh, to it cause I don't know the full specifics of it, but any, anyways, yeah, I, I was surprised it was, it was that big of a divide. Um, when I saw this movie, I, I, it is one of those things where it's 
it's forgettable because mm-hmm. you already just know it so well. It's a, it's a part of you. I, I feel like, and maybe that's not a good description of forgettable, but just like the experience itself is just kind of like you, you know, the beats as, as they're coming. And so I, I found myself, uh, I thought it was of such a breeze going through it when I, when I saw it and when I watched it last night in one setting, <laughs> probably the better move. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just hate myself. So I just decided <laughs> to drag it out for three days. You know, I'm I, sure that came in my perspective a little bit because I just had so much time to think about it in between where I was like, yeah, I got a fucking, uh, yeah. But um, there were shining moments of it, so it wasn't all bad. Again, I mean, I'll be—I am pretty critical of the movie because I think it's worth being critical of. Because again, oh yeah, that's where my the, my thesis is. Like, I—I'm not going to go so far to say that I'm in the camp of people like, why did they make it in the first place? I think you should continue to iterate on your art, and you know, um, I, again, like there could have been things. There were tons of opportunities, like what you suggested, where you could have had a stronger arc for Nala. Um, and then you could have made a lot of commentary too. Like the original film, I, I hate to dredge this up seemingly towards the end of the conversation, but like in the original film, there was the whole uh, be prepared scene that had uh, the hyenas as uh, like SS and but they had them as Nazis essentially. They were doing the march and there was fire and there was like, you know, Scar was really a Hitler character, which is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm definitely glad that they removed that of it because I don't think we need a Nazi iconography in children's movies anymore because we ultimately want to just devalue them so much that people just don't, you know, like think of them so little that they're not like, you know, try to make I don't them. Know, I think prevailing. we can use a flamboyant Hitler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, the flamboyancy yeah i missed it um but there could have been so but what the original film was saying it it was making a statement right it was saying that scar is like hitler and these hyenas are like nazis because they are a hive mind and they are working for an evil leader whose sole intention is to take over and conquer and there could have easily been a much uh well-needed update to that of the relationship that scar had with the hyenas why the hyenas were in the situation to go along with scar like there really could have been more updated and modern takes on um like divides Mm -hmm. uh you know kind of racial divides if you will uh like kind of talking about the you know equating you know what's happening in that situation to what could you know making um some commentary on what's happening and what's been happening in um, the world and there's none of that, right? There's there's no real big swings here. There's no. It's just such a safe. Yeah. It's such, yeah. Yeah. Cal- very calculated it, and safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I yeah I digressed out of my original point of just yeah I'm not in the camp of this shouldn't have gotten made but if you're not going to yeah if you're not going to make these additions uh, to the film then it's hard to argue yeah that it that this movie did need to exist if you're not going to mm-hmm. do that 
because then it just really relies on you just made this movie because the technology allowed you to do it in this particular way which sure i mean my understanding is is and probably something similar to why people didn't get paid um you know kind of what you're equating to is like i'm sure making this movie is a process of probably not paying like digital artists a whole lot of money as opposed to i think the original film was all hand drawn i'm sure the budget on this was was huge i don't have to check (laughs) it's just i'm sure i'm sure it is but yeah yeah i i uh i i breezed through this movie the in the movie theater and then last night it was um I thought it was going to be more of a chore. I had more like that attitude of kind of just like, Oh, I like God, I've already seen this movie. Do I really have to watch it? Like, I'm sure I could, maybe I could just talk about it of like what I, um, when I saw it the first time, but like, I'm, I am glad I watched it again as far as like having, um, things to talk about. Cause I, I feel like I, it is such an experiential thing for me and, and logically and talking it out, I understand all of the points um, wrong with not only the movie, but just the very idea of it, of its existence in, in a certain way. And like, I, um, I, uh, I get all of it. And like, I, I uh, can even feel that way about maybe like certain, certain other remakes, especially ones that might be like precious to me or something like that. Like certain franchises that like mm-hmm. might mean a lot uh to me i'm i'm but i'm I'm trying to think of one that i that's happened to me that's like been a shot for shot thing because it is such a such a weird experience like would i watch the psycho shot for shot remake that they made it was like the 90s gus van sant made in the 90s with vince vaughn and all Mm -hmm. he did was just was that the director i don't know who just did a shot for shot thing that like that sounds pointless and like i don't want to i don't want to watch that like what you did in a color and you know, there's modern right. actors and, and stuff like just make you like Hitchcock, go make your own version of a Hitchcock movie or something. But all these, all these points I see, but just as an experiential thing, having, having a, a solid sound system with like a big screen, experiencing the songs going through the, it's, it is kind of like going through the motions a bit. Cause I know, yeah. I know what the movie is and I know where it's going and it is kind of comforting to know what's coming next and to know those things are going to be there and you're going to see a different version of it um, was something to me like, yeah, maybe like not fully going to a Broadway musical, but just seeing like a telling another telling of it in a way that I can also like smoke weed and chill and, (laughs) and watch like a nature documentary uh, at the same time. But then like, you're right about the, the story stuff. And like, as far as like any meaningful changes to the the story or like it, its existence or or anything like that um i don't know it tries to ride that line so much of like we got to have these staples of bring james Earl jones back have all of the songs and then also have beyonce do the soundtrack and have her, one of her songs and have that modern sort of version of it and have timon and pumbaa say witty things to to simba as if they're more like millennials or something i don't know but like they didn't go full Mm -hmm. full with with that sort of sort of thing i i could picture that being being worse or whatever but it just seems like they 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 pick their moments to to stretch very very few and and 
um, that was something that, yeah, I would, I, I fully open to be very critical about all, all the things wrong with this, but as an experiential thing. And as far as like, whatever, you know, I, not just what Scorsese says, like all the Marvel movies are like a roller coaster and everything. It's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a roller coaster. Like I like, I kind of like going on the ride a little bit. I understand like exactly what it is. Um, Mm. but I just like take the ticket, get on the ride. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, had I not had the idea to do this and have this discussion with you and, and, and this podcasting, had I ever, would I ever watch it again? If I ever wanted to watch Lion King, would I put that one on? Yeah, I'd probably put the original on. Um, mm. but it, when I put myself in that moment last night, yeah, I was, I was, uh, enjoying myself in, in, in the moment as, as I was watching it, but it is very, very good with emotions. So I guess I would, uh, I would side with the audience, but I, what is it? An 88? Um, I see, that's the thing. It's worth watching to me. And like, the thing is like, if you like Lion King, it's just like, I don't see how you, yeah, I guess yeah, all the things you said is why you wouldn't like it. It's like, Oh, it's missing. This, it's missing the animation and the, and the whimsical nature of, of the original and, and the more childlike wonder is inherent in in the characters and the expressions and and everything like that. But I just, it, it hits all, it hits all the notes for me in in an updated way. And, uh, I, I enjoy the effects and I enjoy, and there's not, there's not many movies that like, you know, it's like, I'm not like watching transformers or whatever. I'm not like a huge, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff like, and again, on like those close-up shots, they almost seem like they're not even on the ground sometimes. Like I don't feel their connection to the world. So that's what I was kind of wondering if the world was real or not. Because I, f- I thought there was almost a disconnect sometimes with, um, with them and, and the ground. It didn't feel as grounded as, as I wanted it to be at, at certain points. But um, yeah, you got, you got my overall, overall feeling of, about it, I think. Uh, but yeah, shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hardly even talking about it as a movie. I'm talking <laughs> about it as, yeah, like a fucking, yeah, just like a, an experience or something. And I, but I do feel like if I put, if you put there. this on mute or something and I had it in the background or whatever, just like, I would be like, oh, it looks cool. Like some of those shots. And I, even Disney Plus, I, if you check this out, they even have like, oh, what's it called? It's like, it's oh, like yeah. little, like five to 10, I don't know, like 10 minute little snippets of like shots from Disney movies. Oh, okay. And they're like, and they're like, and they're like little moments of Disney movies. And I don't know what, there'll be like different themes of it. And they'll just show like 10, 15 minute. And it's just a feel piece of like very meditative. There's no talking or anything. It'll show like a little shot from Moana with a water, like going around and it'll show a shot from frozen of the forest and, and just like very ambient and everything. And Whoa. going to bed at going to bed at night and kind of throwing a couple of those on like puts me in such like a, a nice place and um it's yeah i don't know it's still felt like disney and and being in in that that world but yeah i, I do understand the brutalist cold nature uh inherent in in the whole concept of of removing the cartoonish elements and making it just no more more real and <laughs> i i don't see yeah, I mean that's that's honestly what they're doing with some of their other movies. I feel like, and we might have another discussion. I think Aladdin was another one that was 
up there that yeah. was fucking god awful to me but i think it might i think like the audiences might like it but furthermore i just i think all of these movies it'll be fun because we won't necessarily agree on <laughs> a lot of the stuff like the a lot, sure. of, a lot of the point of all these movies is like that they're like people don't agree and there's a lot to discuss so it's just like very they're polarized they're arguing it Fucking Aladdin is 94% audience that's rating, 57 per, 57% critics. Yeah. That movie right. looks awful. How is it a 94%? I don't know. Like I have nightmares of Will Smith as Genie. All right. Well, I don't know what other what other shit sort of sort of stuff we would we would do with the uh, with this kind yeah, of thing. With the, but, this, but this was a fun fun trial sesh. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. And I'm I mean all of these movies are gonna have a lot to talk about. Um and yeah, this was this was a good one to start oh, off with. Because also, especially I've been watching a lot of Disney movies lately. Oh, perfect. I wanted to say my cats loved this movie. I bet. My my cat Cooper. He was, oh. in, he was in my lap watching it. The whole time mm. he was just wow. like enraptured by, by the movie. I put it on pause and then he like went to sleep and I played it again and he got right back up. He was scared of the roars and, oh, no. and he loved Timon and Pumbaa. And it was just, it, it was, uh, it was fun. I don't know. It might've influenced my, my feeling. I was just like, man, I'm just watching, watch move my little, my little Simba guy. But, yeah. Uh, I can, I will send you this list. I, if you want to, um pick the next movie i i don't know no yeah let's let's make that commitment now that sounds fun spring breakers brandon do you want to do that yes i do that's a perfect one what's the difference yeah 67 percent critics 38 percent audience that's great audience has hated it yes almost like exactly 30 that's 29 percent yeah that's perfect that's perfect because we just did a audience. I would critics, love so yeah. to hear you defend this movie. <laughs> not defend like not that anyone's attacking. Yeah, I mean, looks like, accepted. looks like the audience is is uh, attacking it. I guess, but I just want to hear you talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's a movie about terrible people, so it's like, yeah, it's not a feel good movie, which I think might be a consistent thing with why audiences love it. Because ultimately, like the Lion King is so just like vanilla yeah. middle of the road mm-hmm. like you, you you can show your kids the lion king you would never show your kids spring breakers <laughs> <laughs> ever you wouldn't show you wouldn't show kids uh honestly under the age of 17 16 17 um yeah that movie is a lot of terrible people doing shitty things to each other. <laughs> and but, to have lion king and spring breakers in the same again the same category is Mm-hmm. it's fun <laughs> uh, this is this is a perfect I'm, i feel like i'm warmed up for this because i've just been um going through blank checks a series on uh paul verhoven and there paul verhoven is consistently has this thing where he well he made showgirls which is honestly a very similar there's a lot of similarities to show from showgirls to spring breakers um in that it's like the direction or that is intended for that movie both showgirls and spring breakers alike is we're going to show you this 
stuff so that you understand, like that, you, so you don't like it. <laughs> and then you watch it and you're like, yeah, I really don't like this. And that's kind of the point, but then you have to wrestle with like, you know, it's like watching a car crash, right? Where you're, you know, no, not like watching a car crash because a car crash happens is like an accident. This is, this is intentional. And that would be the point that I'm making is, is like, it's intentionally supposed to challenge you and say, mm. oh, these, like this over-sexualization is actually a bad, you know, is a bad thing. Not actually is like, it just became a bad thing. Um, but that's hard to digest because then you're like, Ooh, I feel gross about this. Ooh, I hate this. These people are so bad. Yeah. Um, or it might be yeah. hard for that message to like completely like come across. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And then that's where you talk about whether the film is successful in doing that. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with Showgirls is, yeah, like <laughs> that message is lost because it is. Yeah, it's too weird. It's too like making um it's too satirical almost <laughs> to the point where it's terrible. Like the the irony is lost or the you know yeah. the, like they're you, having you know, some inside joke that you're not a part an of. An inside joke, <laughs> right. Right. There's this inside joke that you're you're just that's not landing at all. Mm -hmm. Um and a lot of it has to do with just the inaccessible like yeah, just being unsuccessful in, in portraying that and making the film that way. Um that's exciting. I'm excited that tends that. to be like a lot of like edgy things. People like trying to make something like edgelord edgy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh -huh. just like for, to make a point, but sometimes that, that point isn't, doesn't come across besides just like, Oh, you're just, you're know, a edgy. gross person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to push the line or see where the line is or. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a fine line from acting like a acting sleazy because you're trying to sh like highlight how terrible sleaziness is and then it's a fine line between that and then just being a sleazy person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know james franco <laughs> right right i have your number <laughs> his name's alien in that movie that's his character name that was riffraff <laughs> it's entirely based on that <laughs> Also, Riff Raff, a.k.a. Jody High Roller, a.k.a. I think the White Tiger. Oh, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or what is it? It's like, oh, it's not White Tiger. It's like we must have gone for copyright on that or something. Spring Breakers, baby.